So we are on Chavzayin Amaralef, the top of 27a, and we are four lines down from the top. Okay, and the Gemara says like this: Elohim Mamados Yisrael. In the Mishnah, what we had thought was that the way that we knew that there should be these Mamados, that these separated groups of people, and there should be at all times there should be representatives from different people, from different the, the Jewish people in Jerusalem representing the owners of the entire nation of Israel, because re- technically, right, when you think about it, what did they have to be in, in Jerusalem for? Because every single day there was what was called the Karban Tamid, right? The two Karbanas that were brought. And those two Karbanas that were brought, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, was brought in a way that was brought on behalf of the entire Bnei Israel. We were all the owners, right? Our shekel, our half shekels that we And why is it that they Pass the decree that there should be mamados, because it's written in the Torah, it's written in the Torah, command the children of Israel, and you shall say to them, my carbon and my bread, the Ishai, for my fire. How could a carbon be brought on behalf of a specific individual? And he's not standing nearby. It doesn't make any sense. Ah, there we go. So therefore, the earlier uh, prophets, they passed the decree that we should separate into 24 different groups. And each group, part of the group would actually go up to Jerusalem. When the time came for the Mishmar to go up, then the Kohanim and the Levim would go up to Jerusalem. And we'll see that there's a machlokas exactly how this went down. We learned in a b'ayisa. There were 24 different groups divided throughout the land of Israel. And there were 12 in Yericho, in Jericho. If there are 12 groups in Yericho, then you have a lot more than 24. You have, what's 24 plus 12? 36. So rather read a little differently. Rather read it, there were 24 groups total in Israel and 12 of them were in Yericho. We're going to explain what that means. Like, why would you need 12 groups in Yericho? Yericho is not so large. Like this. Very interesting phenomenon. What they would do is like this. They split up the entire nation of Israel into 24 groups. 24 groups of Kohan, 24 groups of Levian, 24 groups of Yisraelim. And they would have their, their corresponding groups, and they would all go up together with their corresponding group in any, any given week, okay? What they would do is, half of the people who were going up, half of the Yisraelim, they would actually spend time not in Israel itself, not, sorry, not in Jerusalem itself, but actually in Yericho. And half of the group would go up to Jerusalem and stand as the owners of the carbon, so to speak, as the representatives of the entire nation of Israel. And half the group would remain in Yericho. On Tuesday night, they would actually switch places. And then the people who were in Yericho would now be the ones making the food, and people in Yerushalayim would be standing by as the owners. If they are not there, they are ma'ak the carbon. They cause the carbon to be invalid. It's unclear if this means that it is actually ma'ak the carbon, that if the Israelim were not there, it would cause the carbon to be invalid retroactively, and literally not, you have to do another carbon. Or presumably it doesn't mean invalid. In that sense, presumably it means it is ma'akeh that you should wait until they come. But if you did it without them there, indeed it would be sufficient. In the Raisa, what we learned is, Rabshim ben Elazar, Kehanim v'levim, v'kleish yer ma'akeh nesa karma. Kehanim, 
and Levim and the clay shear and the instruments of music, they will be ma'akhli carbon. If they're not there, then the carbon is not going to be considered a valid carbon. What is the ma'akhli? One of them held that the main, the main thrust of singing has to be done with your mouth. One of them holds the main thrust of singing has to be done with your instrument. So if you hold the main thrust is with the instrument, if you don't have your instrument, then it's going to be legal. Cool. If you hold the main thrust with your mouth, then it's not legal. He sets it up a little differently. Previously, what we've been saying is that the Nabiim Rishonim, which Rashi had told us in the Mishnah, meant Moshe, I'm sorry, not Moshe, I'm sorry, David and Shmuel. Now we're saying is really initially this idea of splitting up the entire nation into 24 groups began. Moshe Tikan Lehemli Yisrael. Moshe passed an enactment for Israel. Shmona Mishmaris into eight different groups. Eight, four, eight total, four from Elazar, four from Yitamar. Shmuel comes and says, that, No, actually, we want to split it up into 16. David comes and says, Split it up into 24. says, In the year 40 of the kingship of David during his reign, they came and they saw the Gibber Chayel in Yazer and Gali. Come and they make it into, into um, 24. and Shmuel, I'm sorry, and they make it to 24. as it says, Hema David From the their principle, it ended up getting to 24 total. Hani Idah, another price taught like this. Moshe said 16 Mishmaris. And when Bnei Elazar became more than Bnei Itamar, they split them up, they turned them into 24. As it says, Fascinatingly enough, this is a Pasuk in Debeyam in Chronicles, and the Pasuk in Chronicles seems to make it clear that indeed they would split it up into the two different groups of Moshe was in one group, and um, Moshe split it up into 16 total, and then comes along with David and Shmuel and split it up into 16 and, and, uh, and 8. But that's only one price's opinion. Okay, fine. Zak the Gemara later. So one, one portion was for Lazar and two portions was for Itamar. Why do you need another passage? Maybe you would say it's the same way Lazar became greater and larger in number, so too the Menei Itamar also became greater in number. The Menei Itamar the, um, originally were, um, were four. Come on here, please. It was one portion for Elazar and two portions for Itamar. This disproves the opinion of there were eight different groups. I'm sorry, four different groups that went up from Gola from the exile. The Elohim, and these are they. The Daya Charem Pashtar, the Amar. Amdu Nevi'im, 
the Nevi'im who were at that time came and they stood up. And they split them up into 24 different groups. They put 24 different groups. They put their names into a, into a little, uh, you know, the box, into the hat. And but Yedaya comes and they take their, they were the ones who take the first portion. And then the Chaverov Sheish. It's basically the only couple of families came back up. Only a couple of the original 24 families of Kohanim came back up from, from, uh, from Babo, right, from Gullus. So what happens is not all the families who were there originally and were split up into 24 are there the second time around. So what do you do? So that looks like this. The next, the next groups of families, they split up into another 24 groups. There were only four that came up. They split up into 24. Um, Fascinating. So when the first base was around, the Yarov was the first group in, in Kohanim to do their schedule. In other words, when you were doing the scheduling and you figured out which one's the first, which one's the second family, which one's the second family, and third, fourth, and fifth, and so on. So Yarov was actually the first. But when Yarov did not come back from, from Bavo, and since they did not come back from Bavo, Yedaya gets that special position, and even if Yerav and Zvan Mashiach comes back, Ezra Sashem, Yerav comes back, they're still not going to receive their original location back. Okay. What happens like this, the, the Israel who are supposed to be parallel to the people who are going up, they would stay in their own cities, right? They would split into two. One half of that of that Mishmar would go up to it, to Jerusalem. They would split into another two. A half would go to Yericho, half would go to Jerusalem. But the half that stayed at home, they would go into the cities. They would go from the little provinces into the cities, right? And they read my celebrations. You know what I mean? How do you know these reading my celebrations? I'm going to be says the name of And Without the Mamados, the heavens and earth would not be standing. Okay? So why are we reading about my celebrations? It's very simple. The Mamados are sitting here and they're davening. And the Mamados themselves are the cause for the world to continue. We say in davening, right? Hashem renews every single day the creation, right? So the creation is not something that Hashem put into place and you will never have to be started again. Every single moment that the world is in existence, that means Hashem is actively, consciously deciding that the world should continue on. What causes that? What causes that my mothers? So it's appropriate that what my mothers should be reading in their times when they're getting together to daven that once, uh, you know, the two weeks a year, they should be reading about the creation of the world. So how do we know this? So Abraham Avinu says to Hashem, how, how will I know that I will inherit this land? Amar Abraham, Maybe B'nai Yisrael end up doing a chat in front of you. And you'll have to do to them what you did to the Dara Mabal, the generation of the flood, the Dara Flag, and the generation of the dispersion. Take for me a goat that is three years old and a calf that is three years old. In other words, what he's saying is, Remember that they're going to have their carbonus, and their carbonus is going to be what helps us reach the status that I will not forget and I will not give up on Cloud Israel. Basically, she's not around what will be with them.
a very, very powerful thing. The next time you come to show and it's a little bit late and you decide you want to see Karbanis, you have to recognize what this Gemara is telling us is that when you say the Karbanis every morning, when we say Karbanis every morning, Hashem says, you guys are saying Karbanis. I look at it as if you actually brought the carbon itself in the base of Mekdash, if you say the Karbanis properly. And can you imagine how powerful it is, right? We're called to the world to continue to exist only because of the fact that we say Karbanis in the morning. I guess in the afternoon too. Does the Chabad say Karbanis in the afternoon? No. Okay, only, only Spartan boy, I guess. Okay. The should be accepted with, with uh, pleasingness, with the desire, with the will. And they would sit four Taniyas in the second of Shabbos, four days of the week, they would end up fasting, right? Day two, day three, day four, day five. On day two, they were fast for the Yarday Yam. Those who went down to the sea, we do not mean those who were were um, were swept away by the Kriyas Yamsa. That's not what we're referring to. We're not davening for them. We're davening for the people who are going out onto the ocean, right? And are and are you know taking their lives with their hands. The third day for the caravans are going to the deserts. Askwa. Askwa was a terrible disease. I don't know exactly what it is, maybe diphtheria. I don't know. It's some sort of a disease that uh, causes people to not be able to breathe properly. We learned earlier that one of the things that causes us to, to start fasting is when we see Askara happening. And on the fifth day, on Thursday, what do they have in mind? Pregnant women and nursing mothers. On the fifth day, what they're davening is that pregnant women should not miscarry and that nursing women should have milk for their children. But in Arab Shabbos, you do not fast so that because of covered Shabbos out of respect for family. Basically, we don't want a situation where you walk into Shabbos and you make Kiddush and you're so hungry and so thirsty. And it is very clear that the only thing that you're doing right now is just starving and just can't wait to shovel food down your throat. But it has nothing to do with the covered Shabbos Kiddush as what we should be in our minds. And certainly on Shabbos itself, you can't fast. There has to be a unique Shabbos. There has to be respect for Shabbos. And part of the way we respect the Shabbos is by feeding our, our bellies, right? And to be fasting on Shabbos is not the proper state of mind. Mm-hmm. Shabbos, my time away. Why not on Sunday? Why can't you fast on Sunday? Because of Nitzrim. What are the Nitzrim? Nitzrim are the Nazarenes. In other words, the Christians. Because the Christians look at Sunday as a holy day. We know when Paul goes to the Christian side, part of what he does is he tells the Christians, no more Shabbos. Right? We don't keep Shabbos, we keep Sunday. So if we fasted on Sunday, it would look like the holy day. I don't know exactly what the word means by that because we don't fast on Shabbos. So if we fast on Sunday, we make it look not like a holy day. I'm not sure. Okay. says a mystical idea is the third day since the creation of man. In other words, when was when were man and woman created? We were created on the sixth day of the week, right? On Friday. So on the third day since our creation is when we are weakest, as we found the famous Medrash about Avon Mabinu, right? The third day after the Brismila is when he is weakest, right? And yet still he's sitting there and he's waiting for people to come and he jumps up when he sees the angels walking by. that comes when the Shamasiri leaves, we're not in the right frame of mind to be able to fast properly. Fascinating idea. We've seen this previously already, right? Because we learned this in um, Beya. We learned about this idea. But there's a special, an additional soul that is given to us on Friday afternoon, and it is removed right before Shabbos comes in, and it is removed on Matzah Shabbos. Now, this Nisham Yaseira actually has a, 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 it is relevant to the way in which we are able to eat and drink. 
Okay? So because it's relevant to the way in which we're able to eat and drink, and do we have enough energy? We're able to eat more food, and through eating more food, we're able to elevate that food to a higher level on Shabbos. Shabbos is a halak time, a hechet time, right? So that's all true. But that Neshama Yaseira, when the Neshama Yaseira is removed, and all of a sudden you go back to regular life, Matzi Shabbos is not a pleasant time, right? You know, there's a, there's a reason why uh, Matzi Shabbos people are not in such good moods. It's not only because the child is sitting very heavy in their stomach, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this. Um, it is Shabbos, and he will get refreshed. He went Shabbos above, Vai of the Nefesh. The word gives us a drash that since he, is, since he has been Shabbos, then by of the nefesh, he loses his nefesh. He loses a part of his soul, the extra part that comes from Shabbos. On the first day of the week, they would read Barishas and Barishas. The part of Barishas they would read with two people splitting it up, and Barishas they would read with one. It is obvious that the has to be read by one individual. It can't be split up any further. There's only three second total. And Allah is you never call up someone for an Aliyah if it's less than three second. Okay, so elaborations, my time, why do you need two people to split up rations? Hey, psukah, it's only five seconds. don't read less than three seconds. Rab says that you should be daylik, you should skip. Right? What does this mean? Rab Amar daylik, my time, why does he not say that you should be paisik? In other words, what Shmuel says is you should split up the psukim, even though it's only two psukim, split it up into three. Right, even those three seconds split it up into six, right, or so on and so forth, right? So that's what Rav, that's what Shmuel says. But Rav says, no, you should go back and read the previous passage again. So why doesn't Rav say like Shmuel that you should split it up differently? Any passage that was not already separated by Moshe, right? So Moshe put in the, the separation. To be clear, we are not talking about the verse numbers, right? The verse numbers that we have were not put into place by Moshe. What was put into place by Moshe Rabbeinu is the concept of the of the, the the pays and the and the the soif pasuks in the what's the name in the um in the when you're leaning right when you're leaning this is called the soif pasuk right that soif pasuk was put into place by Moshe the soif pasuk it, that's not something which you can then split it up differently than the way Moshe Rabbeinu split it up. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says you could split it up. Omi Paskina how can you split it up? Amar Rebichanina Kara Sargado Hayali Eitzel it says, I, I, it was very difficult for me, and he didn't let me split it up. Only for the Neshavayis Rabbin, because it was for the purpose of teaching them Torah, so then it was okay, but otherwise it wouldn't have been okay. Well, there was confusing, because it's not possible to, it's not possible to, to split it. They're not possible to read it without splitting, so you don't have no choice, but you have to split it. So the same way by the children, you have to split it up to make it easier for them to understand. So to where you have to split it up, there's no choice. Why does Shmuel want to say that you should just go back and read the previous pasuk, the last pasuk of the previous aliyah? He's concerned that if you would read three psukim total, but you're technically only reading a two new psukim, right? Whether two new from the previous one or two new from the old one or from the new one. Well, then if somebody walks in at the wrong time, they wouldn't understand what you're doing, and they think that you're reading. You're, it's okay to read only two psukim, which is not okay. May say, if a parsha that's six psukim long, you can read it with two individuals and split it up. Parsha that you could, parsha that's only five psukim long, then you can read it only with one individual. And if the first guy is going to read three psukim, the second guy is going to read two. One, two psukim from the, this parsha, one psukim from the next parsha. Other people say it's three psukim. 
You do not begin to read the parsha when it's less than three seconds. According to the one who says you should go back and read one from the previous, why don't you go back? According to the one who says you could split it differently, why can't you split it? It's different over here because there's a rafcha. There's a, an advantage that you can just continue reading further and then just add another pasuk in the future. We said that you read with two different people. We said the shachas musaf and mincha. Then shachas and musaf, you read it inside, and the mincha you can read it with yin al peh. The same way you can read kriyashma al peh. You very little more ask the question. Is it saying that shachas and musaf you read it from a sefer and then mincha you have to read it al peh? Shachas carry nice with sefer. Shachas you read it from a sefer. But musaf and mincha carry nice al peh. But most of a mincha, then you read about that. Karen Which one is the distinction one? Is the distinctive one that shachos is the only one you read it inside, or is the distinctive one that mincha is the only one that you could read about that? Tashma, can we hear proof? The Tanya we learned in our Bais. The shachos of a mosef nichnasin of beisak nesses for Karen kederach shekaren kalashana. The shachos of mosef you come into this nesses and you read it the same way you would read the rest of the year. Of a mincha yachid kera isal pet. Mincha time, an individual reads it by himself. Well pet. By heart. And is that true that an individual can read So rather, the entire group comes in and reads it the same way that we read the Shema, so do they come in and they read this as a whole group. In other words, there's a special halacha. The halacha is you're not allowed to say Torah Shabbat Shabbat, not allowed to say the written Torah by heart, and you're not allowed to say the Torah Shabbat You're not allowed to write down the oral Torah until they had a special ruling that you're allowed to write down the oral Torah. Question is, how can you say this part of the Torah Shabbat by heart? So the answer is, Torah Shabbat by heart. The written Torah by heart. The answer is that they all say it together, the same way we all say Shema together. And the reason why you're allowed to, it is brought down halacha, is because Shema is Shagar B'Piv. Shema is something that we are regal to read, and we know exactly what Shema is. The problem with saying Torah Shabbat by heart is that if you somebody's trying to say Torah Shabbat by heart and they say it wrong, that can cause serious damage. Okay. Um... Any day in which there's a halal, we don't do a maimed fast. What's the difference between these days and those days? The difference is, why the carbon eats him, do we push off the maimed? Right? The answer is like this. The mincha, according to Rashi, the way you're actually saying it, the mincha is, the, the mincha is, kidamina um, mabrachas, Yitzchavinu is mistaken to be less mincha, and therefore it pushes off, pushes off the maimed. But the shachris, but the the um, the ila does not. There, 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 there's a, isn't the ila only on Yom Kippur? There's an ila other times of the year. On the fast days, there's also an ila. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we don't we don't do them. You know, we discussed this, I think, but I don't know why, but it is brought down in Allah. I just, I've never heard of anybody making a, a fast day with, with like Neila that I think. Uh, give me some water, please. Sorry. Like this. Why do we need to say that the special time of the Atsi Kohanim and the Am, of the Atsi, of the wood that is brought by the Kohanim and the people? When they came back from the exile, they did not find any wood in the storehouses. 
and these people came and they they uh, they dedicated from their own their own wood. They dedicated something based on Mikdash Mishalam from their own. Thank you. And the Nevi'im then paskin, the, the, they made a takana, that lishka malaya etzmi yu'elum asnad b'nishalhen. Fascinating idea. Now, you know you have to bring us two logs every day as what part of the kabbanis that you bring a shnekes ve'etzim. Two logs of wood were put on to the mizbech every day. Now, the, this group of people, they jumped forward, these nine, nine families, when they saw that there wasn't enough wood, when they came back from, from the galus, right? So they saw there wasn't enough wood for the daily offerings. So they ran, took some of their own wood and brought it forward to, to dedicate to the Beis HaMikdash. Since they did that, we said that in the future, they will always be the ones who are responsible for bringing wood. And even if the Soros is full, they still have the right to bring more wood. I imagine this is also a pasuk in, oh, it's in the Chemiyah, so it's not in the Rayyam. So pasuk tells us that these people had the special schuss of being able to bring the carbon, the carbon of the wood every day. And not every day, but the special periods during the year. And it says that together with the Matakahanam and Levim and also the other ones who came up, Tanra Banner, Mahayu Benay, the Gundi Alai, Ubenay Kaitse Kitsias. What were they doing? The Gundi Alai, Ubenay Kaitse Kitsias. Amrupam Achas Gzera, Machas Gzera. There was a Gzera, Samachos. There was three of the king. Al Yisrael, Shleyavio, Eitzim, and Maracha. They're not allowed to bring wood for the bonfire. Shleyavio, Bikurim, Yisrael. They don't bring the firstborn children, the firstborn of animals to Yerushalayim. And they set up uh, things on the on the ways. They set up ways to, to block people from going up. What did the people who were who were righteous in that generation and also the people who were afraid of sin? They would bring their bikurim, the first fruits, but they were bringing it in a way that would look like they're not bringing first fruits. It would look like they covered it up and made it look like they're bringing something else. What would they say? What are we going to do? We're going to make two igule dvela. Two dvela is machdashas, shalafanina. With uh, they're going to take igule uh, dvela as the cakes of figs, right? So we're going to bring cakes of figs and machdashas in the in the, um, the grinder in front of us. So basically what happened is, so once they got to Yerushalayim, then what they would do is they would take these things. The, these were the individuals. They did something similar to this, where they would pull off a deception and tell the, tell the guardsmen that, oh, we're not going to Yerushalayim. Okay. Um, what does this mean? That cannot bring wood for the fire. Put up people on the road and said, No, I don't want any Bene Israel going up to the pilgrimage festival. What did they do? They would take their gazirayan, but also sulamis, they would take the, they would turn it into a sulam, into a ladder, and they would put it on their shoulders. When they got to the gateways, 
To bring a geisel from the shaybach that is in front of us, and from the ladders that are on our backs, our shoulders. As soon as they passed by the pericum, they took it off at VM and they brought it up properly. And on these individuals who are so yarefe that they're willing to risk their lives to bring these special offerings, it was said about them that the name of the tzaddik and the righteous ones will be for a blessing, and the names of the wicked ones will end up becoming um, uh, rotting away. Okay, so let's continue. On the 20th day, the Pachas of the sons of Moab ben Yehuda, Tana Bene Pachas Moab ben Yehuda, Hain, 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 Bene, Dabbe ben Yehuda, Dibre Bimir, same family. These are not the sons of, of uh, David ben Yehuda, these are the sons of Yoya ben Tzuriya. Esrim of Elo, Bene Adel ben Yehuda. And the Esrim of Elo, 20th day of Elo, that was the family that came. Tan Rabbanu, we learned in the Bible, Bene Adel ben Yehuda. Why don't we see the trait and I leave with the VAC? In the end, you have to say this the opinion of the VAC, and we have two different Tanayim according to the opinion of arguing about what the opinion of the VAC is. On the first day of Tevis, there was no Maimed that was done. So, in the first day of Tevis is the Rish Chodesh, it is, um, and therefore, there was no, no Maimed that was done because they were saying how. Amarle Mark Shisha Bereder of Chizda, the older son of Chizda, he said the Ravashi to Ravashi. Why is it that Halal pushes off the Maimon and Musaf does not? Now what we're seeing is that even if, even if, um, one second. Right. If a day that has Musaf, then there's no, then you don't say the Maimed by Mincha. And we don't say that there's no Maimed by Musaf. So why is it that we don't, we, there is no Maimed by Mincha, but there is a Maimed by, by Musaf? That doesn't make sense. The Mara says, no, you don't say it by either. It only pushes off the, the, the Musaf, but it only pushes, it only pushes off Musaf, pushes off the Maimed, but not the Mincha. There's a says like you, the Tanya will return by Musaf. Any day that there is Musaf, there is a Maimed. Maimed am I? Where is the Maimed? Elim of Maimed of Shachos. If you think about the Maimed of Shachos, Tanakama also agrees that there's a Maimed by Shachos on the day that you're going to be saying Musaf. Ella Maimed of Musaf, you're going to say that the Maimed of Musaf doesn't get pushed off. The day Nami lay Dachi, Ella de Mincha, carbonates him Dachi. So what are you gonna say? You say that that's not pushed off. Then mincha what? Mincha is only made the carbon eitzim is dachi. The the carbon of the wood even pushes off. El alav the neila shmami na di day dachi the lav di day lay dachi shmami na. You see indeed that the only mami that will be pushed off is the one of the neila and not the other ones. Listening nami and let us say also ba'achad benisan loyoyabon mami. 
Let us also say that in the first day of Nisan that there should be no Maimit because there's halal. And days that they're halal, you don't say mut, you don't say Maimit. So there's a halal and there's also a carbon mosif and a carbon aitzim. The carbon that is brought additional offering and also the carbon of the wood that is brought. Amarava, Zaysimaris, Halila did Rish Yarcha We see that the halal at the beginning of the of the month is not the rice. There are 18 days during the year that individuals will say the whole howl. These are the Shmanis Mehag, the eight days of Sukkot, Shmanis Mechanica, eight days of Hanukkah, the Yemta, the Rishon Shalpesach, the first day of Pesach, the Yemta, the Rishon Shalatzaras, and the first day of Shavuos. Ubegayla, Asrim, the 21 days. How is that? These are the Tisha Yemehag, the nine days of Sukkot, Shmanis Mechanica, eight days of Hanukkah, the Shnei Yam, the Rishonim. Shabbat the first two days of Pesach, Ubeziyam, Tevim, Shalataras, and two days of Shuras. Now, we don't say the whole Allah on the whole Pesach, right? We only say the half Allah, the rest of Pesach. And there's a question to find. Well, we did that, I think. I think we got to that. Rab Ekel Abba, Chaznu, the Kukara Alila, Bereish Yachay, he came and he saw that they were saying Allah at the beginning of the month. Sabah Lab Siginu, Kibun the Chazat, the Kot, Medalgi, Dulugi, Amar Shmamina, Minigar, the same Biyadayim, like this. He says they're saying Allah on the first Now. There's no halacha to say hal on Rishkodesh, right? Rishkodesh is not really the same yamtiv as these other days that are true yamtivim that are counted in the in the Torah. So Rava sees that they're saying hal and he says, ah, you can't say hal, it's not appropriate, right? We learned to Mesech Tisbrachas that a guy who says, I want to say hal every day, that's not the right thing to do. We tell him to be quiet. You cannot have the same expression, of outpouring of expression of, of gratitude to Hashem every single day. It doesn't work. It's fake, right? So how is it that we, <coughs> how is it that we're saying hal? So he says, I saw that they weren't seeing the whole hal. I realized that they recognized that it was only a minig of the same year. It was only a minig, and that was okay. An individual should not start if he's not himself, but if he started, he should finish. Now the Gemara is going to get into more agadita about what we were talking about before, which is the, the things that happened on Tammuz and the seventh day of Tammuz and the things that happened on Tisha B'Av. One second. So, Chavtas is. Shabbos, Muhammad is Sunday, and Lamed Aleph is Monday. Okay, Tuesdays when we start on Megillah. So, in this, Gemara um, says like this: What happened on the fifth, on the seventh day of Tammuz? Neshtabra Luchos Minol, and how did you know that the Luchos broke on the seventh day of Tammuz? Tanya, we learned in the Brisa. She Chaydesh on the sixth day of the month. Nitnu Asaris Adibus to Yisrael. The Asaris Adibus were given to Kali Yisrael on the sixth day of Sivan. Yisrael and Meshiva. Yisrael says on the seventh day. After saying the sixth day of the month, but the Torah was given to Hashem revealed himself, and on the seventh day, Moshe Benu went up to heaven. One who says that in the seventh day of the month, when Hashem revealed himself, the Benayi Yisrael gave us the Sarasi Tibrist, and on the seventh day, is also when Moshe Benu went up. This we learned this Machlekas in, in Yuma. It says, and he called out to Moshe on the seventh day, and it's written, and Moshe came into the cloud. And he went up on the mountain. Moshe was on the mountain for 40 days, and 40 nights. So the 24 days of what was remaining in Siba, the ships are the Tamus, and the 16 days of Tamus. So Moshe was up there for 40 days and 40 nights. What day does he come back? 17th day of Tamus. What day does he break the Luchas? That's exactly what he said. Luchas. And it was that he came close to the machana to the gamut. And he sees the, the golden calf. He throws them down from his hand and they break underneath the mountain.
we see the seventh day, seventeenth day of Thomas is when forty days were up. Moshe comes back down, and unfortunately, he sees this awful sight, and he breaks the rules. That's how we know that. And how do you know that Talmud offering was first stopped being brought? This continuous offering that was brought every single day, twice a day. How do you know when it stopped being brought that a punt was on um, on uh, Shiva's Kanamas? Tomorrow we have a tradition. Is that true that the year the city was breached on the 17th day? But it's written on the fourth month, right? On the ninth day of the month. And the Rav and the, the famine got more difficult, more strong. It's written afterwards, and the city um, was broken, was broken into. One time was in the first place, and we just did not have it on the on ninth, on 17th, happened on the ninth day of, of Tammuz. Second place, it should happen on the 17th of Tammuz. The Tanya's, we learned in the Raisa. First place in Mikdash, the walls were breached into the city on the ninth day of Thomas. Second place in Mikdash, the walls were breached on the 17th day of Thomas. So, our Apostle says, Gemara, how do we know that he was burnt? We know he burnt it, but how do we know that it was on the 17th day of Thomas? Once again, Gemara, it is a tradition. How do we know that he put up a idol on the 17th day? How do we know that? The Sivas is written. So that teaches you that he put up the idol on the on the seventh day of Thomas. Like Sibra has written, there were two different um, idols. One of them fell into the other and it broke its arm. He saw that it was written, I have been. I have been um, put up to to destroy this space on Mikdash, right? Because of because Yisrael has gone after you, and I will be the one to destroy the base on Mikdash. on the ninth day of Avos when the famous decree was passed on Israel that they will not go into the land of Israel. Minalon, how do we know this? The sin, as it is written in the Torah, hold on tight. Okay, this was in the the first month, and the second year travels through the desert. the the first day of the month. Put up for the first time. The first year he was putting together the Mishkan, it took a long time. There were no instructions, you know, no manual, right? He had instructions, but not a manual. Second year, right after he built the Mishkan. Seven, it's written. Afterwards, they went from the mountain of Hashem. Three days. They already turned away from after Hashem. And it's written. The gathering that is with us. Um, his Abu Taiva. They had this desire for, for real meat. And they wanted to go back. And then they caused B'nai Yisrael to cry. To remember what they were missing. And it's written. For 30 days, the, the slug, the, the, the pheasants were falling. The quail was falling. That would be the 29th day of Sivan. Sivan, it's written. And Miriam closed up seven days. What would that be? That would be the 29th day of Sivan. Sent for you men. And it says that on the Vaisa teaches 
29th day of Sivan is when Moshe Menus sent out the spies. Sivan is written by Yeshua, the Torah Aris, and they, they come back in from their tour of the land, right? From their, their checking out the land. Miketz Arbayim Yayim, Mog, 40 days B. Hani Arbayim Yayim, Nechichad Havay, take 40 days minus one. Amar Abaya, Tamos, Dehahisha, Samalyum, Maluye. He says that Tamos in that year actually was a 40, was, was a full month, 30 day month, and not only 29 day month. It's written. Karalai Mayed, Lishbar Bahure. To, to decree, declare it a, a holiday, to break bachure, to break the, the holes. And the entire community got together and they lifted up their voices. And they were crying on that day when they heard the terrible report and rising were giving. Rabbi says the name of Rabbi Yechanan. It was the Erev Teshavah. Terribly frightening words, right? You cry and cry for no reason at all. I will turn this day into a day when you will always be crying. Doesn't mean that if you cry for no reasons, that no reason at all, Hashem is going to say it's going to be a day that you cried for a reason. It means to say that it's the day that you cried because you thought Hashem was giving the land of Israel. That's not a good thing. And in truth, of course, it's an amazing thing. So because you have this disrespect for what Hashem has given you, that is why. We end up having this uh, becoming this terrible day. The first place in English was destroyed. The Sirah is written. On the fifth month and the seventh day of the month. So it was the 19th year into the, the reign of Melech Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Babel. When Nebuchadnezzar came, Rav Tabachim, the king of the butchers, the greatest of the butchers, Avan Melech Babel Yerushalayim, the Yisrael Esbeis Hashem, and he destroyed Yerushalayim, and he burnt the house of Hashem. The Ksivan is written. And in the fifth month, on the tenth day of the month, that is the nineteenth year from the reign of the Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Babel, the king of Babel, Banavuzaradan, Rav Tabachim, Amad of Melech Babel Yerushalayim, and he came. He came to the front of the king of Babel in Yerushalayim. You can't say it's on the seventh. On the tenth, you can't say it's on the tenth. How can you explain this? On the seventh day, the Nachum came into the Heichal, into the um, into the courtyard, and they ate the Kulubaya, and they, they desecrated it. On the seventh, eighth, and ninth, next to nightfall, or they were causing the, the fire to start by a day like and then they, they burnt and burnt the entire nation. It says, How terrible woe is to me, this day has turned away. Rebekhanan says, it was up to me. I would actually be fasting on the 10th day of, of, of Av. The 10th day is when the, most of the burning happened. But the Chacham of our sages held that, no, that's not appropriate. Rather, we'd rather you fast on the 9th day of Av, because that's when the, the fire began. So if you have a choice, you fast at the beginning of the troubles happening, or you fast on the day that most of the troubles happened. The Gemara makes it clear what Allah. And the second one, how do we know that it happened also burning? Because right, I was just discussing the first place in Mikdash. Fascinating idea. A day in which it seems to be set for good things to happen becomes a day in which good things happen. A day which seems to be set for bad things to happen becomes, unfortunately, a day for bad things to happen. 
and I will turn back onto them, but I nest their horse, you know, so this is what Hashem is going to do. He's going to punish them, right? And he didn't even finish saying the words before the the the, the enemy came, the foe came and took the part of the Mikdash. They will end up getting punished for that. Okay, I'm going to stop over here because my